Welcome back to another edition of Tell I Talk. Uh, this is Chris. And this is Casey. Tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about the new Star Wars video game, Star Wars Battlefront from EA Games. Uh, our reactions, uh, actually our lead up to the game, uh, some of our reactions from it, uh, just the whole lowdown on the game. Very excited to talk about Battlefront today. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a good episode. So um, let's get into some news first, though. Sounds good. We had a, actually the trailer that we've been waiting for uh, hit the airwaves this week. Uh, we got to see our very first trailer for Captain America 3 uh, Civil War, and it was, uh, it was just too good. Too good. What did you like most about this trailer? The feels, bro. The feels. <laughs> knowing, knowing that Captain America 2 is my favorite uh, <coughs> Marvel movie yet, one of my favorite, probably one of my top ten favorite movies, uh, it's just yeah. it's so good. Uh, and the Russo brothers are great directors. Um, they um, And everything that they've built up to this point in the whole Marvel universe. And I'm a big Captain America fan. I'm a big Winter Soldier fan. Um, so I'm really excited to see which direction they take Civil War in this. You know, it, it's different from what the comics are, you know, mostly. Uh, so it's it's kind of just Marvel Studios' own little uh, telling of the Civil War story. What I'm going to be interested to see is, is there going to be any fallout? And maybe we can, you know, we'll do a future podcast that's probably around the Civil War time, definitely after Civil War, but like, at this point, I don't feel like, even though you see Rhodey um, hurt, I doubt dead, you know what I mean, in the trailer? It's like, what is the real consequence of this Civil War? Like, at least in the comic, you know, Goliath died. We're not going to see Goliath in this film. So will someone die in this movie that then goes on to Infinity War Parts 1 and 2? Or no? Or, you know what I mean? Like, what does it mean? I understand. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um I mean, yeah, I mean, Goliath, Captain America dies in Civil War, the comic. So it's like, that's afterward. The, right. But that's the true, that's the true fallout of the whole, of the whole thing is Captain America yeah. dies. Um, so will this happen in the movie? I don't know. Will Chris Evans go on after this? You never know. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. So um, I guess, I guess like what you're saying though, is there's, we know so much about what's coming next. Like, I guess that they're going to have to come up with something new to kind of like surprise us. Yeah. But, um, you know, just talking just based off the trailer itself, I didn't care that there was no Spider-Man. That was one of the big things. Like one of the big reactions, um, from the nerd world was, Oh my God, they didn't put Spider-Man in there. Well, I'll tell you what nerds, Spider-Man's not going to be seen until that fucking movie. So just stop your whining now, get over it now because you're not going to see that kid until, the movie. You would, you would think they'd be uh, used to it already with not seeing Luke Skywalker. It'd be like numbed up to it. Come on. Do you think like right. these studios really want you to see the best part of the movie? I, I hope that they learn their lesson because like seeing, I didn't see it because I avoided the TV spots, but mm-hmm. when they showed visions awakening for age of Ultron, like I heard about that and I was like, man, if I would have saw that before I saw the movie, that would have been a huge letdown. So I think Marvel has, has learned, or at least Disney has learned because of that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that was one I actually I skipped as well. I never I never got to see that trailer. I was happier that I didn't see it. Um, it really, it really, that whole scene was just it was so much more to me than than it would have been yeah. seeing on TV. And like, yeah, I've I've been avoiding these Star Wars trailers. It's like they'll be on TV at work. I'll just look away. You know, it's it's not that hard. And it's going to be even better when you walk in that theater and you watch that movie for the first time. Um, and we'll talk. I, w- I want to talk about this in a little bit when we talk about the camp, the new canon, and some of these books as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick was just the fact that we got to see Black Panther. Oh, yes. Twice. Awesome. awesome. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I mean, you want to see? It would I think seeing Spider Man would totally overshadow that that fact alone. You know, it's right. like it's great just to see see that character show up. And knowing that, you know, they've talked about Wakanda and Age of Ultron. Now it's time to really get down to the dirt, you know, the, the nitty gritty. And it's time. It's it's awesome to see new characters showing up. And that's the beauty of these movies. And I saw the, um, they revealed, in another piece in Marvel News, they revealed the Phase 2 box set, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy Infinity Stone container that the collector has. And oh, cool. with it, you get a bunch of supplemental materials. Like you get pieces of the book that tells about the um, dark elves from Thor, the dark world. Um, but you also get the page from the Sokovia act, um, oh, which is man. their mutant registration act uh, for civil war. So the Sokovia act being that Sokovia was that world and in, um, or I guess that place in uh, Age of Ultron that got destroyed. And that is the catalyst, I believe, other than probably what Crossbones does in the movie, that says to the government, you need to regulate these people. And in the Sokovia Act sheet that they had, it has all the names of the Avengers, meaning that they have to sign it and uh, say that they're going to be regulated by the government. So that right there fits with the themes of the Civil War comic. I saw that little piece, and I was like, wow, that's pretty badass. Yeah, it's also cool to see um, the return Thunderbolt. of uh, Thunderbolts. <laughs> yep. It's very cool that um, they're tying him back in. Um, yeah. We'll see what, the role that Martin Freeman plays in this movie. Um, so, yeah, that's true. I yeah. Think about that. I, his role... I forgot what character it is, but it's it's one of the one of those characters that has to do with like the registration and everything. So yeah, um, I'm yeah, sure it's not a big role. No, but uh, I mean, seeing Martin Freeman in the Marvel universe, hanging out with his buddy Cumberbatch again, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's right. Um, all right. Well, let's go on to the other piece of news. Right, uh, Dark Knight Returns three. Uh, the Master Race uh, came out this last uh, this past week. Did you get a chance to read it? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, uh, that's my I will comic. give you no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, my comic catch up day is tomorrow, uh, so okay. that's 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 what I got to do. I also have to avoid all spoilers for the Walking Dead mid season finale tonight. So, oh gotta... my god, I know I can't even go on the internet tomorrow. Oh, I got a few few weeks to catch up on because I've been so behind because of Battlefront, which we'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. Right, but um, it's cool. Um, I did I did get my J. Scott Campbell uh, variant cover to, uh, yesterday in the mail, so that was nice, very very cool. Um, I got to go down to the comic shop and pick up um, the regular copy, and he was trying to get me the special edition copy. That's it was like it's a twelve dollar 
like slip cover or something really cool. I don't know what it was, um, but he was hoping that he could get me one. So fingers crossed. I only saw a few variants. I went out to comic book shops yesterday. Um, like a Jansen cover, um, somebody else cover, like nothing crazy of the 77 that came out. And uh, I actually talked to one of the comic book shop owners and uh, he had a really good point. He was like, you know, variant covers are all the rage right now. And every single comic, whether it's Spider-Man number one, Spider-Man number 31 has a variant cover. He was like, you go and spend the money on the variant cover. He goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, I bet you anything. He had like a, it's a guy who sells older comics. He was like, I have a Marvel Tales number one, which is like the origin stories to all the Avengers. He goes, that comic right there is worth, I think it was like a thousand dollars. He goes, I would rather spend my money on that comic that will stand the test of time as opposed to one of these 77 variant covers, which will not go anywhere. You know what I mean? In five years, it will be like, well, there's probably already um, the Master Race 15 at that point, or Dark Knight Returns 15, so fuck it. No, I, I totally agree with that point. It's It also comes down to what we've discussed about what the hell is a number one anymore. When they reboot right. something every every quarter of the year, what's the point? It's like, oh, all new, all, all new blah, 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 number one. I don't give a shit. Because it's like, I, I thought I just bought this number one like two months ago. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Um, I guess the way I look at it when I pick up a variant cover is how cool is the art? You know, well, who's the who it's by. Yeah. Right. So like a J. Scott Campbell one that he sells exclusively on his website. Um, I will like, you know, he's one of my favorite artists. So I'm going to get that, you know. And yeah. I, you you know, we get, if you buy, you buy one thing from them once, you get early access to the next ones. You get a discount. Um, all that cool stuff. So um, I guess it's just kind of like, it's like, it's like your personal grails in a way. It's like people want to collect what they want to collect. Um, I don't, I don't collect them thinking that they're going to be worth that much, like <coughs> worth money, worth money in the future as much. I'm just happy to have them because I would rather know that that's, that's what I hunt, you know, instead of buying 70 right. covers, I'll buy one that I really like. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the comic book, if you guys have gotten it or haven't gotten it, Chris, it is good. Sets up a good story. Uh, you can tell that Brian Azzarello, you can, it's funny because you can tell what Frank Miller wrote and you can tell what Brian Azzarello wrote because there's Frank Miller isms like he does in all of his stuff and like he does in Sin City and stuff. And um, then there's Brian Azzarello who's like basically like, okay, I understand what you want, but like, let's make it make sense to like readers now so um cool ending's cool so um sets up some some interesting things and then frank miller went out today or not this today but this week and said that he wants to do a carrie kelly comic series that's like nancy drew um <laughs> her own set of comics and then he also wants to do uh dark knight returns four and that's going to be written by himself only so yeah yeah, I read that. Whatever happens in these comics that we're about to see, it ain't going any. I mean, like it's going to continue. Cool. I'm okay. With that. <coughs> All right, let's go on to uh, another piece of news. Uh, Gremlins three. Um, not a reboot. Something, not a reboot. Um, they've been basically saying today, uh, Chris Columbus producing. 
uh, Steven Spielberg producing. Chris Columbus is the one who wrote the first movie. Uh, Joe Dante directed the first two, well, the only two movies. Um, but basically what they said is they want to do what Jurassic World did. We remember what happened in the first one. This is 30 years later. Where are these characters at? Or where's the themes of these characters? I mean, Gizmo is a Mogwai. I don't know how Mogwais live. I don't know if they're like hundreds of years old. So maybe I'm sure Gizmo would be back. The gremlins come from Gizmo. There you go. Just come up with a new idea. With Steven Spielberg behind it and Chris Columbus behind it, the original writer, I'm I'm in 100%. Oh, yeah. Those movies are fun. Those movies are like staples of my childhood, and I don't I don't see how it could go wrong with the right people attached. No, first movie I throw it under my uh, my must see Christmas list up there with Die Hard and you know Love Actually. Also uh, announced they were they're talking about. Um, we just talked about all the DC movies and you know the upcoming slate. Uh, now there's rumors that perhaps the Cyborg movie won't just be about Cyborg but be more uh, Teen Titans-centric, uh, which is actually pretty cool if I, if you think about it. Um, they've been talking about doing that Titans show. I don't know where that's been, how that's in development right now for TNT. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so, it's, you know, with Teen Titans Go on TV and, and trying to get, you know, as popular as that team is, I think that it would actually be a, a really cool move for DC to do that instead of a cyborg movie. Now, isn't Cyborg going to be introduced in uh, Dawn of Justice, though? Vic Stone is. Okay. So here, here's the thing: when they when they first did those, when they were first doing creating that whole idea for the cinematic universe, it was still the New Fifty Two. Cyborg was part of the Justice League, um, right? You know, so they made him grow up or whatever. Teen Titans was like, like its own entity, um, right? Now they've you know they've returned it back. To, I don't know if they've returned it back to status quo. I, I really don't follow DC much anymore besides Batman. But um, it, I think that it would be cool to kind of just go back to the roots on that and do a team based movie, especially especially if like Justice League is very popular. Because Teen Titans was great for us growing up. Like it was very popular with that with that one show, and um, I just I just think it would work really well. Well, I know that um, they shot a scene with the Gotham Knights versus the Metropolis. I can't remember what their names are, the football team. Yeah. So Vic Stone would most likely be introduced in that scene. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, and, like, not enough people know about Cyborg. You know, I don't even really know much about Cyborg other than, like, the New 52 stuff. So um, I would be very interested to see them do something with a character to flesh it out. But, like, that's the thing with that and Green Lantern being, like, five years away. It's kind of hard for me to even wrap my head around it. They've also talked about how Green Lantern is going to be, like, Green Lantern core movie. So it's you're looking at them kind of just not doing a singular <coughs> character, but more of more of a team-based um theme for both of those for both those movies i'll take it Mm -hmm. i will take it if it Um, makes if it makes it that far right exactly all right well that's it for like kind of like the regular news do you want to get into some star wars stuff star wars yeah of course another star wars theme podcast is it oh is that what Battlefront's about? The Star Wars? 
Oh my god, the Star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple things written down. Um, I know you do too. So, <laughs> just a couple. All right, I wanted to talk about. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on this, so I want to briefly, briefly, briefly touch on it. But right now, we are 18 days, 19 days away from The Force Awakens. By the time you guys hear this, even closer. So there is an onslaught of things. And I know that they said that they were going to be revealing um, Force Awakens stuff in like different ways. And it's like, right now, I just saw today, for the first time, I saw a Hewlett Packard commercial where I saw R2-D2 getting built by this kid in his garage and then using his Hewlett Packard computer, which is a Force Awakens computer, um, sending the R2-D2 to give uh, Star Wars tickets to his uh, girlfriend. And I was like, here we go. But there's (laughs) another thing. So what's your thought on this? I mean, is it too much? Are you okay with it? Does it matter? I, I, I think it's. I think it is almost too much. It's. It's not that I. I don't like it. It. it but it's. It's. If you remember Spaceballs, it goes back merchandising. and hard, merchandising, <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Spaceballs, the the laundry hamper. Whatever. I mean, when you go to the store, there's a Star Wars something in every aisle. I'm not joking. Oh, there's yeah, Star absolutely. Wars makeup. There's Star absolutely. Wars like trash cans. There's Star Wars. You know, snow plows. I don't know. You know, it's um, it's out of it's it's out of hand, but at the same time, it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I think we could actually expound upon this whole thing and make mm-hmm. it a whole episode. Just kind of go through um, our own pursuit of plastic shopping when we go into Walmart and Target and these places, yeah. and kind of keep inventory of what we see and just kind of do a, an episode on it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm of the same idea as you, like. It's a lot because you do see it everywhere. But at the same time, I'm also in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm a Star Wars fan. And if this is this random ass snowblower is making somebody else a Star Wars fan who wouldn't normally be, I'm all about it. Because anything that gives these movies and this new canon more money to see more Star Wars come out, I don't care. It's on a, it's it's ingrained in everybody's brain. <laughs> And that's it. I mean, yeah. and like we talk about these commercials, like all these commercials have like nostalgic feels, man. It's like, yes, it's, yes, it's, they do. It just beckons to us, like it's coming. It's it's just you don't even know what's going to happen when that movie comes out. Like we'll be weeping. <laughs> it's oh, just it's great. It's so it's so beautiful, and it, like and it, and even think about that. Like we're about to talk about Battlefront. Look at those Battlefront commercials. Those those were great because it was like that one where the guy was in the office. And he's remembering everything, and all of a sudden the X-Wing flies up to his window. Well, I mean, honestly, that's one of the best commercials I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Whether it's Star Wars or not, it's just, I mean, it's so fucking smart. Right. So, yeah, that was good. All right. um, Let's go into a little bit of, uh, I guess you wanted to talk about new canon and stuff. Yes. Real quick. Real quick, I mean... We've covered in a couple of things. I know we need to do a Rebels podcast at some point. Uh, you've been watching Rebels. Did you watch this past week's? I have not watched this past week, but other than that, I'm caught up. This past week's was really cool. Um, it's very a New Hope like, so watch it. It's it's <laughs> it's really good. 
Um, I'm loving that show. I can't wait. Um, I love that it's, you know, even during the holidays, it's on. <laughs> they don't stop. Oh, they're um, not? They're not doing a mid-season finale? Not as of yet. Um, it, it ran th- like everything else skipped a week because of Thanksgiving. It was on, you know, so it was it was great because every week I have I get to walk, escape into the Star Wars universe. Um, speaking of escaping, um, I've been just plugging away at the books. I uh, I finished Aftermath. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I know some people didn't. I've read a lot of the, the uh, I guess the problems that people had with it. Um, yeah. But you have to you have to take it for what it is, and really, it it's there as kind of like a setup um, to this whole new this whole new venture. And it's like if if you want if you want the old characters, you're not going to get them. You're going to get a little bit of it, and it's good stuff. But mostly, it's like new characters, how they're reacting to the fall, like the falling of the empire, what they're doing to like help with this up this uprising, just like the game. Um, so yeah. if you're playing, if you're playing that game, it actually kind of it it actually ties in kind of well, not directly, but um, kind of the same um, themes and whatnot. Um, it's it's you know people wanted it to be the Thrawn trilogy. It's not the Thrawn trilogy. I'm sorry, guys, but you know it's not a bad book. <laughs> It's it's I would give it about an eight out of ten. I'm okay. um, I just started reading Lost Stars. That book is is freaking amazing. Um, it 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 starts before the Galactic Civil War. Um, it it gets you like it it kind of gives you the side of like what training to be an Imperial was like that whole aspect. So it's kind of exploring new realms that. I, I never really got into um, with with the expanded universe, um, so it's it's really neat. Um, and now it and it kind of just goes through into the tr- original trilogy, um, so you're you're seeing these different um, these different uh, things play out that happen in the movies and how the characters are involved with that. So it's it's a really amazing book. I'm about halfway through with it, and I'm I'm loving it so far. Um, that that one I heard is the one to to do it is and i haven't even really gotten to the part where you know the true journey to the force awakens so i don't know how it what happens after return of the jedi in the book so i'm excited to see that um the really weird thing is though is that when you look at the del rey um this book is not by del rey which is kind of oh. because the rest of the books are when you look at the the lineup for the, the in canon um or timeline of the books and the movies and the, and how they do that at the beginning of the book this book is not on any of it because it's not by del rey so it's weird that they put out um kind of like a standalone book hmm. that's yeah that's that's different mm-hmm. especially since it's one that's so good right and the weird thing is that it's by claudia gray i think it's, that's what that's her name um who's going to be writing new republic bloodlines which is due out next year um which will take place I think six months before the force awakens and that will, will probably tell us the big story of like how things kind of fell apart for the new Republic and, and the Skywalker lineage, if that's what, what's going to happen. But um, yeah, it's like I said, it's weird that lost stars does not, um, does not exist within that timeline for some reason. Um, And I know we're going to be getting books based off of the, three mains um poe finn and ray will be getting their own i don't know if it's gonna be full books or if it's just gonna be story books like the alien books that are coming out it's one book with uh, 
three three different um, sections with um, their lead-in stories to this movie. Okay, and that comes out on the eighteenth of December, the same day as the movie. So, yeah, uh, that, that'll be on my doorstep. Um, uh, next up for my reading is going to be uh, Battlefront Twilight Company, uh, which uh, NetGalley and Del Rey approved for me to read and review. So that's um, that was the next one on my my list. It, it'll coincide nicely with the game that we're playing now and what we're about to talk about. Um, and also this week we saw the release of the first um, of the Journey to the Force Awakens Aliens uh, series. Uh, I forget what it's I forget what it's called already, but um, it's it's a bunch of it's like five or six different short stories covering different characters and Jakku. Um, you'll if you've seen the pictures from the new movie, uh, it shows like a big layout of all the different aliens. And um, a few of them are actually featured in this. And there's some there's some cool looking ones, but I don't think I'm going to read them until after I watch the movie. I really don't I don't want to know anything. Um, and this includes any kind of stories. Um, it still will be cool to go back and read about the characters after I see them in the movie. Right. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. The rest Too of them. Much. It is, but these short stories are they're short stories, so it's like. Right. I guess if you look at six of them, it's like one. It's like a half a book, basically. <laughs> it's coming out. Right. And all of them, the rest of them hit tomorrow, November 30th. Uh, the first one, I'm drawing a blank, I'm sorry, came out uh, a couple of days ago. So. Sweet. Yep, yep. All right, cool. Um, what about comics? Are you caught up? No, I, have, I actually haven't read any of the comics since we did that podcast. <clears throat> I, like to re- I like to read my comics kind of in... Clusters. Uh, I let a yeah. I let a, I let a few few issues build up. I, I read them. I just get I get more. I get I just get more out of it that way. I, I hate waiting another month after reading something for like eight minutes. You know, so um, I've not read Vader Down, which I'm gonna read right away tomorrow morning. Um, Please do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to read. I'm excited to get caught up. And I'm ex- We actually we forgot to mention a comic that is coming out next year. Uh, Charles Soule is going to be writing another series. It's going to be the Obi-Wan and Anakin's. Uh, I don't know if it's an ongoing or a mini-series. Right now, I think it's an ongoing. Um, I'm excited about that because I'm, I do want to see more of uh, their Clone War antics. See, I'm... <sighs> There's six seasons. <laughs> like, do I need to hear more of those antics? Give me a whole book that's Anakin, or not Anakin, but Obi-Wan's... Well, actually, no. Give me a whole book that's between three and four of Vader only, and then give me a whole book that's between three and four of Obi-Wan only. Those two things I would be very interested in seeing. Yeah, well, it's coming. Another Clone Wars book, it's like, we got six seasons of it. We don't need to go back to that time period, in my opinion. In your opinion, you haven't even watched them. You can't even make enough time to get past season two. So when you get past season no, I am six, past season two. when you're when you're done with season six and you're begging for more, um, then then come talk to me. So because I'm I'm waiting for more. I want to see more uh, Clone Wars TV show. <laughs> I love that. It takes it takes everything I hate about the prequels and it makes it ten times better because that show is awesome. And Charles Soule, he's a great writer. He's a great sci-fi writer. So I think that. Um, I'm pretty excited for that series. I it's fine, but it's like here's the thing about the Clone Wars is that in because we did I just watched episodes one and two um, for Gourmet Scum Radio. We did audio commentaries for it, 
And I realized how much I hate those movies. I was trying to defend them, but after watching them again, I'm like, holy shit, these are horrible. And then Chris brought up the good point. He was like, you know, like, why does Ahsoka exist? And I love her. And I love that character. But like, how believable is it that in three years he trains and loses an apprentice and there's all these things that are going on in three years, like six seasons. And then you have to add a comic on top of it. I think personally, I think it's overkill for that time period. Don't be a hater. I, I, Hey, I'm the person who, is giving it a chance. I really like the Clone Wars, what I'm watching, and I actually really like all the characters, but it doesn't mean that I want to spend more time in that world when there's like, A, there's a whole galaxy outside of the Skywalker clan, and B, there's a whole time period of 33 years that I'd rather be spending time in. Or, give me what I always want, which is more Shadows of the Empire stuff. You know, go back between um, I mean, they're doing really good going in between four and five. Give me more stuff between five and six, uh, more stuff with Luke, and then give me uh, uh, stuff between. That's what I want more than anything else. I don't want to go back. <coughs> I get you, but I also, I also, um, I also highly disagree with you. So we can move on. <laughs> Or I can continue to argue with you because uh, fine. because because I mean, what do you want? It's only been since January that these comics came out, and look how much is already out. So you'll probably get what you want, but for somebody who has read everything, who's been like who's totally caught up mostly, um, I want to see it just keep developing because I watch an entire expanded universe get erased before my eyes, and instead of being like these other whiny ass like nerds, I just like okay, that's fine. Because I have it's it's Star Wars and I'm gonna love it anyhow. So it's like if you don't like the Clone Wars, then don't read it, don't watch it. If you don't like the prequels, don't watch them. I don't want to watch those prequels again. But um, but the Clone Wars, it's like when it ended, I wanted more, and that's that's and that's how that's basically how I'm looking at this next comic series. All right. Well, this is a Battlefront episode. We will go into Battlefront. <laughs> No, we gotta talk about collecting because I gotta. I gotta tell you what I got. All right, go on. Before, it has to do with Battlefront too. So um, I find I finally got my uh, the Battlefront Shock Trooper today, um, thanks to Dusty Fiesel of the, uh, the the great toy hunter Dusty <laughs> Fiesel of the uh, the toy groups on Facebook, um, who's now uh, I've actually been playing Battlefront with him too. So uh, it's cool to it's cool to make friends with somebody in the. Uh, in the world of collecting and to have somebody who who's got your back to find collect you know, collectibles you can't um, because these a lot. And he also found me wave two of the four inch uh, black series figures. So now I have that Kylo, the stormtrooper and the Leia. Um, nice. and, I, and I got a nice package today. Um, so it, it, it just seems like some States get a better, um, I guess a better release um, to their stores um, because he found everything at his Walmart. My Walmart's like going to like the 1990s because I'll find like a Qui-Gon Jinn vintage collection in there sometimes. I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, so it, it that's kind of the nice thing about these Facebook groups, being able to track down and find what you want. Yeah, I found a Padme the other day. I was <laughs> like, oh, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> so... Yeah, it was weird. Um, 
No, That's as far as collecting Star Wars goes, it's been it's been dry here in upstate New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, I, you can't it's been a Kylo Ren anymore. Weird. Um, I stores here are pretty good, so it's good enough. I have everything I need right now, so I'm not really too worried until the next wave comes out. <laughs> and then it starts again. It's an endless, that it's anger. an endless, endless vicious yeah. cycle. Absolutely, anger dwelling within me when, when, when I can't find something. Now we can talk about Battlefront. <laughs> I am super excited about it. Yes. All right. As you, as you so let's get into, you know, I guess like a little bit of backstory about what what it was like when we, you know, heard that Battlefront was even coming. All right. I guess I guess it was the first big Star Wars game that we we knew was on the horizon for the consoles. Um, yeah, I didn't even own a next gen console at that point. <coughs> I was I had been holding off and holding off, making excuses why I didn't need a PlayStation Four, and you know, once once I saw that they were going to do that exclusive Darth Vader one, uh, it was sold. So that's 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 kind of how I got into it. Um, even even with um, even with all the the idea is that it was only going to be multiplayer. Uh, there was no, there was no single player campaign. I was still super excited about it. I, I had just gotten, you know, more excited, like more into first person shooters, you know, with Borderlands and and games like that. I was never that good at it. I'm still not that good at it, but much better than I used to be. Um, so, knowing that a Star Wars one was on the horizon, pretty much, pretty much did it for me. Yeah, I mean, and right now, this is the only Star Wars console game that's been officially announced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before this, we had the idea that we were going to be seeing a game called 1313, which was going to be a third-person um, stealth adventure game in the vein of, like, a Uncharted series set in the Star Wars realm. And you can see video of that, which looks like, a fucking kick-ass game. Um, so there's also I mean, that battle. Oh god, there was also that Darth Maul one too. Right, that's true. Um, which could still be coming, but right now Battlefront is the only thing. And um, I had played the Battlefront series actually recently. I have a friend who only owns PlayStation Twos. He has never even played a PlayStation Three. He only played a PlayStation 4 when he came over to my house to play Battlefront. Um, but I was over at his house a few months ago and we played Battlefront. And I'll be honest with you, I don't remember a single player campaign on those games either. And I know like that's like one of the things that people are like really mad about, but like I don't even remember seeing those. I I had one for PSP and it was more like Planet Domination. Yeah. So it, it wasn't really like you would go through and you would do like like wave battles, basically. You like you would just capture the points, and and you would take you would take down the bad guys, and that was it. There wasn't any like Call of Duty or um, no, uncharted no story modes. No, there there was nothing <coughs> like that. Um, so so people that were bitching about it, I think they were just like, 
well, it's not Call of Duty, so there's no there's no storyline. Why can't there be a storyline with a Star Wars game like this? Which I understand. But it's like, there isn't. There hasn't been. Right. So, like, shut up. It's still Battlefront. They didn't have it before. They don't have it now. So, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, you got the same thing that you got 20 years ago, and you didn't complain then. Um, but, anywho, uh, you know, was really excited about it. Um, the game so far uh, has been, I would say, warmly received. Um, I would say, like, most of the ratings that I've been seeing have been 7 to 8 out of 10. And everybody, even the worst critics, are like, it's still a fun game to play. Like, there's nobody who doesn't say that it's fun. It's just that, like, oh, it doesn't have a single player. Oh, it doesn't have something, you know what I mean, compared to Call of Duty or Battle uh, Field. But, you know, it's made by DICE, um, who does Battlefield, and EA, who does Battlefield. So it definitely feels like that. I think the thing is, is that if you are not a Star Wars fan, this game is not the best game for you. If you are a Star Wars game fan, this is the best thing that you've ever played. And, and I really have to agree with that. I mean, going into it, it's like, I was like, oh, I got I to gotta always play a first-person shooter, uh, multiplayer game. You know, you don't have to because there are some of the training modes, or like you and I can do like a co-op wave battle. But but to be almost forced um, to play to play a multiplayer game, I was kind of hesitant. But after playing it a few times, I'm just like, I can't, you know, I love just being able to sit down and play it. Um, it's very, it's very casual. Um, I don't feel like I have to like sit down for hours to play it. I can, if I want to. Um, but I, I, I just like with Batman, I just like, I'm also playing Batman Arkham Knight now. I feel like I really have to dedicate more time when I sit down to yeah, play that. I then I do socially, like I can get on and play with you or, or play with anybody, you know, one of our friends online. And it's just, it's a nice social thing too. Yeah. This is a game where you might spend most 10, 15 minutes inside of a battle. Um, it's not like Batman where like you're in a mission. If the mission takes half hour or an hour, like you don't usually stop in the middle of a mission. Like this is, I played it. If I want to keep going, I can, if not, it it ended. I don't, you know what I mean? Like that's the investment 10, 15 minutes at a time. So, um, you know, it's fine. I think the thing about it is like, you know, another complaint was the music of it. Um, people were saying that it doesn't sound like Star Wars, which is like one of the weirdest things that I could ever think because it's literally either ripped from John Williams or I know there's other uh, composers who missed the John Williams theme into this new theme. It sounds like Star Wars. And even if the soundtrack might not quite sound like it and I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about there. All of the sounds are ripped directly from Lucasfilm. Like mm-hmm. all of the sounds. It sounds like Star Wars. Yep. I I, I have no <laughs> idea what they were talking about. And I read that various. I think it's just a lot of people have, they hate EA. Um, and that's a big thing that a lot of people hate EA. And I, you know, you can't blame them for some things, but you can't, yeah, that's hate, fine. You can't hate everything. Not without, really playing it. If you say it doesn't sound like Star Wars, if you say it doesn't sound like the Star Wars music, then you're not really a Star Wars fan. So shut your mouth. Yeah. 
Seriously. I mean, it's like, what's wrong with you? You're just looking, you're just being a hater. And that's, and that's the bottom line. So don't play it. It's like these fuckers who don't want to watch, that want to hate the Transformers movie and are first in line. That's our greatest analogy. The same people. Yep. That's it. Yep. It's, uh, and you know, people are saying, um, I, I listened to what I listened to Jedi council. Uh, they did a, a battlefront episode as well. And every one of the guys on there gave it rave reviews. And as I was listening to things, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like people, another complaint was like, this is not a $60 game. Wait till it's like a $30 game. It's not big enough. And it's like, okay, you get four worlds. You get Hoth, Sullust, which you've never been to before in any game, uh, Tatooine, and Endor. And of those four worlds, every single game mode, and we'll go through the game modes later on, you go to a different part of that world. So even though you're still on Hoth, you're never... Well, I won't say it Hoth, actually. Hoth is probably the only one that kind of does repeat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to be in that hangar for most of the modes. But, like, Tatooine. even still in Tatooine, right? Well, no, Tatooine's still big. No, because, I'm saying like, Tatooine. Uh, Tatooine is amazingly big. There's oh, so many different Tatooine's parts. huge. Solace is huge. Mm-hmm. Endor is pretty big. Um, <laughs> you're playing a different section of the map in each game mode. So, like, I don't quite understand. It's like, okay, in Hel- in Halo, if you play Blood Gulch, I think is what it's called, it's still the same Blood Gulch. It's the same map. It's not even a different section of Blood Gulch. It's always Blood Gulch. And I love that map because it's familiar and because it's not that big. And it's like, okay, so like if you go and play um, you know, their deathmatch mode and it's that one thing... It's the map. It's what you learn, and then you go on. I, I don't understand, like, okay, yeah, there's not 16 worlds, but, like, of the four maps, there's probably at least five to ten different parts of that individual map that you end up playing with in one of the different modes. Yep. <coughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And it's, it's fresh, and it seems like they use a different, like, if you do like the like Walker Assault, you're always it's in a much bigger area, um, and then right. compared to like with Blast, where it's going to be more like a contained area. So it's very smartly yeah. done, um, and we'll talk about that with the different game modes, um, and and that's and that's it. I mean, haters are gonna hate, and I love this game. That's it's it's great for somebody, and that's a lot for saying that. Uh, for someone that does not like first-person shooters as, you know, their number one preference in video games. Right. So let's go on to another area of contention before we just, you know, yell praises at them. Um, the season pass. Mm-hmm. Season pass gets announced. They have a $50 price tag on it. And until a week ago or whatever, like right before the game came out, they didn't tell you what was involved in the season pass. Now we know the season pass is going to involve um, new heroes, new unlockables, including weapons and uh, vehicles, and then a bunch of different maps and some different game modes. After playing the game now almost two weeks, is the $50 price tag seem like too much or does that seem reasonable? Um, 
I still I still think the price tag is a little high, but it's still I think it's worth it. I mean, you're getting like a basically a whole new game, uh, especially the way the built the game is built. I bought I mean I bought it blindly, so I'm not going to say is it worth it or not because I went out and bought it immediately because I knew like every time a new board came out, I was going to want it and I would feel stupid if I didn't get it. So um, now playing the game. It, it makes a lot more sense. I also justified buying the season pass because when I pre-ordered my PS4, uh, the original price was 450 before the price tag went down. So it, the PlayStation 4 dropped $50 in price overall. So basically I applied the $50 I thought I was going to spend anyhow to that season pass. And now I didn't. we don't have it written down, but I want to ask you, we know that we're getting Jakku, which is leading into The Force Awakens. What, say there's four places, what four places would you want to go in the new game, in the I, new season pass? I have that later on in our uh, outline. Oh, you do here. have it right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. I'll get to it later then. No, let's, let's do it now because um, might as well. It's, it's, oh, yeah, you do have it written down. You're sorry, yeah. It's all kind of connected to what we're talking about. Um, I know you don't want to see it, but I want to see the Clone Wars, hater. Um, but I would, I would love to see the Clone Wars. I think that that would be like something on like like Geonosis or one of the crazy, crazy episodes where there was like a two part episode where they start in space and they like went through like this crazy blockade and then there was like this whole landing thing. Um, I think it was like the return of the Geonosis, actually. Um, it was like the most intense half an hour TV I've watched in a long time. Um, but I want to see that. I want to I want to fight as like Captain Rex or Commander Co- Commander Cody or the Jedi, you know, and I want to see those characters in, in the Clone Wars. And I want to see, because like when you play this game, there's so much stuff going around on around you. It's so amazing. Like this, like the battle above you and all like everybody gets yeah, shot yeah. around you that, I think that would translate beautifully with um, with um, the Clone Wars. Uh, the other thing I would like to see is um, after the movie comes out, I would like to see uh, something with like the Resistance and the and the First Order. Without think, a doubt, I think we will. I oh, mean, I think that's yeah. kind of an inevitability. I think that probably. Um, I keep wanting to say Darth Revan. Uh, Kylo Ren will be a unlockable character. I would not be surprised if it's Anakin or from the Clone Wars. <coughs> um, I would also not be surprised if it's Kanan uh, or an Inquisitor from Rebels. I would definitely not be surprised if we go to Lothal. Um, so I, I think we'll see Lothal. I think we'll see at least one or two boards from A Force Awakens. I think we'll definitely see one or two boards from Clone Wars. Um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we went to the Death Star to do Trench Run. I mean, the fact that that hasn't been incorporated yet and that's such a staple, I'm sure we'll get that. Yeah, that's like that's the funny thing about this game. There are no space battles. It's all like planetary yeah, battles. Yeah, right. Space, space. Yeah, you're right. Um, and maybe they're saving it. Maybe they're doing a, a full... Uh, Rogue Squadron game, and they just didn't want to do it. Uh, or, you know, maybe we're going to see 
the, I, I would not be, I mean, the Death Star is so iconic. Like, I really wouldn't be surprised if we see, like, maybe Lando will show up as one of the heroes. You know what I mean? Um, maybe Chewie, because you already get the bowcast. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see Chewie. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, um, after you said Lando, it'd be awesome to see, like, Cloud City board. And now that you said Chewie, see a Kashuk board. Right. You know, there's so there's so much endless possibilities with with the planets that do exist out there. Yeah, I mean, Grievous might be um, one of the bad guys eventually. Who knows? Or Darth Maul. So or all of the above. Or all of the above. You are correct. I mean, um, it doesn't it doesn't always stop at the four expansion packs when it comes to the season pass either. That's what you get for buying it. Sometimes there's more. So, well, Jakku is free, right? Whether you bought it or not. No, 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 I know, but like exactly. So there's there could be more beyond even the, the right. four they're talking about. So that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, I think that you know the fact that Jakku is free um, is really nice. They're throwing the two the two new maps. Um, I forget what else they're throwing you, but that's a really cool nod to the fans, um, and especially you know to the ones who want to hate on the game, like. It's cool that we're getting that because it not only not only is it a new locale. I mean, it has so much to do with the new movie, and it's only like we get it this Tuesday, which was is December first, uh, and then the rest the rest of the people that did not pre-order it gets it December eighth, um, and that's only that's only like a, a week or so before the movie comes out. You know, so right, um, roughly estimate. Uh, EA was expecting. To sell 13 million units, um, they have not released how much or how much it's made, how many units they sold. Do you think 13 million is a wild estimate? Do you think they probably made that goal? Maybe and beyond. Yeah, no doubt. I've heard. I've heard uh, different things like on Polygon and uh, Kotaku, where they said that the estimates were lower or like their the actual was lower than the estimates. So maybe it was like 10 million. Um, I don't know. 10 million that's, in two weeks, I think is still a pretty huge achievement. That's what I'm seeing kind of right now. Um, yeah. Just looking it up quickly here. But if you also, they're starting to show on Facebook now, the number of hours logged for each like game mode and like yeah, heroes was played really yeah. And it's like the millions of hours that people – so that, that just like goes to show either how many people are playing it or how much the people are actually playing it. You know, it's it's crazy just within, you know, a couple of weeks that, that people have – that overall around the world have logged in countless, countless hours, millions of hours. Did you notice crazy – you picked it up in the store. Was it wild that opening day? No. No, I picked it up at midnight um, of the release. It wasn't crazy at mine. I've, I was online. I was looking at some of the ones from you know on the Facebook um, of of different people that were picking up. Some line people were dressed up at some places. Some were having a great time. Mine was pretty low key. There was probably I mean there was probably like 15, 15 plus people there, which is a good number. Um, yeah, that's as many people that was in my Force Friday line. You know, so I mean. I still think that's a lot of people are waiting till the next day to pick it up or they were just waiting for the, the first real reactions to the game. 
Yeah, I was there um, day of. I didn't go at midnight, and there was probably about about twenty people. Um, GameStop had like I don't know a hundred stacked up behind the uh, behind the table. Most of them were uh, PlayStation Four. Um, also, I noticed like with the logged hours. PlayStation 4 was like far exceeding Xbox One and PC. So we have PS4. Um, haven't noticed any problem, you know, getting into a game. Uh, always packed. Always people ready to go. For sure. At, at all times of the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I think this is probably a good spot to uh, go into a break, uh, commercial break, before we get into the game modes and uh, a little bit deeper into our thoughts on the game. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we're back from those commercials. Yeah, man, let's get, let's get deep into this uh, battlefront. Let's, uh, let's talk about this game. Um, I want to start off with uh, what are you thinking about the graphics of it? Like, what does it look like to you? Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I mean, the funny, the, the thing that I really, the really, really like is like, you go into a cave and you come out of the cave and there's like, it's blinding. So like, yes, the, those kind of things, like I, 
I haven't played too many next gen games, and this is really kind of like my first experience with what they're able to do with the graphics and and stuff like that. But it's just like it's so beautiful, like and the, like everything looks so much more real. The lighting, uh, the frame rate, all that kind of stuff is um, just in general on the PS4 is great. But in this game, it's extraordinary, um, and just so much stuff is happening around you at the same time, which you know which really amazes me with um, how quickly the game loads and how fast you can load that kind of data, um, for, especially for multiplayer, multiplayer matches. Yeah, I have experienced no lag time. Mm-hmm. I got a message last night that said um, it might be going slow because of the server, but it didn't slow down at all. And it was the first time I ever saw the message, and I was like, didn't notice anything. You know, it wasn't like, Herky jerky where all of a sudden someone just shows up behind you, shoots you in the head, and you're like, oh, I thought they were right in front of me. Um, no lag time at all, which is pretty crazy. That's Yeah, exactly. And the, the great thing is, like, you don't have to wait to get into a game. Um, the game loads. It loads almost too fast because, like, when you're trying to customize your guy, the game's already started. You're already, like, <laughs> a few minutes in. Yeah. So, um, but that, that's that's great, um, especially comparatively like a lot of other games that we've dealt with. Did you happen to see that guy who um, did the rendering on a lower frame rate and it looked like a movie? Did I send that to you? No, I I saw it, but I didn't really take a close look at it. I I was going to, and I I just I never got a chance to. So basically, what he did was. Um, he slowed down the frame rate to, I think, like 30, maybe 40 frames per second. I think games are running at 60, which I think is kind of weird because, like, the human eye is only sees at 60. Um, and then, like, The Hobbit was at 48, and movies play at 24. He slowed it down and then made the graphics so much better, like, on a PC, that it literally looked like a movie like the stormtroopers looked like real humans. And I was like, if we ever get to that point where we see that in a game, like that will be, I mean, like that's a PlayStation seven type situation or virtual reality situation. But I mean, that being said, the graphics on this one are incredible. Um, The shading's great. You know, uh, the light bouncing off of things is great. It looks like star Wars. It looks, uh, shitty you know what i mean which is one of the greatest thing about the original trilogy compared to the prequels is like it looks like a lived in world so like your suit always looks shitty and if you're a stormtrooper you have like shots on your helmet and stuff like that if you're a sand trooper like you're dusty you know what i mean like the guns don't look good because of scoring blaster scoring on it so oh my gosh it looks beautiful yeah just the attention to detail alone in that game makes makes it for me you know um and that just that, i just think that's so important when when tackling an endeavor of this size and just trying to please all the fans because if you just put out something quickly um you, you're just you're gonna suffer you're gonna suffer in the end the fans aren't gonna be happy and then you're gonna be playing catch up the whole time here they've they've released this almost like a masterpiece um video game that you know that people that people wanted to complain about but are still trying to like having a hard time finding true complaints about so 
It's it's. Well, I remember like when they were um when they first announced that they were doing this game, they showed the EA designers or Dice designers, either one, um, going to Forest to do Endor and going to. I don't know, Antarctica or something. You know what I mean? Like they were going and getting it is photorealistic. And it reminded me of watching, if you ever watch a Pixar behind the scenes documentary, they do the same thing. They go to like these weird locations, like an up, like where uh, Carl ends up like with that weird cliff ridge. Like that's a real place that the people in Pixar like had to like fly a helicopter to like go to this remote, remote location. So very much felt like the same thing. Like Endor feels like Endor. Like they went to the forest wherever George Lucas shot it, or I don't know, maybe they went to Portland. I don't know, but it looks beautiful and it looks real and it looks lived in. So, I mean like that right there, that authenticity is already where it's at. Definitely. (coughs) Thank you, Dyson EA. It's a beautiful game. I mean, you know, seriously. All right, so let's go into like the game modes here, right? Um, each mode, you will start off as either a Rebel or an Imperial, and if you keep playing that same mode, you'll switch each time, which is good because um, it forces you to learn different you know, tactics. You know, Usually, depending on the level, like if you're an Endor and you're a Rebel, your outfit blends into the scenery. If you're an Imperial, it doesn't. You're white, you know what I mean? Like, you look very bright. Um, and, but then when you're in Hoth, that's to an advantage when you're a snowtrooper. So it's just like, those kind of things, I like that they give you that um, almost handicap, like right from the beginning, depending on who you are. So I thought that was really cool. And it, it just kind of fights unfair advantages. Um and like you said, just being being able to blend into your back into the background, or not, it it's it just makes it makes it more even and makes it more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first uh, mode I want to talk about is uh, Walker Assault. Um, the point of it is you're trying to stop the rebels. Um, you know, or sorry, yeah, if you're Imperial, you're trying to stop the rebels let the walkers get through and destroy the transport ship. Um, if you're the Imperials, you're, you know, or sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Aren't I? If you're, if you're the rebels, you're trying to activate the uplinks to call on the Y wings to destroy the ATATs. Right. If you're the bad guy, if they're Imperials, you're escorting the walkers into the uh, rebel base to destroy them. And the first team that either destroys the walkers if you're the rebels, you win. If you destroy the base, as the Imperials, you win. So it's like it's an all it's it's kind of I like it because it's like an all-out melee like battle that's totally intense with a bunch of players, but with really cool objectives. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That one is um is up there with my favorites just because. Uh, I mean, whose dream, who doesn't have the dream of taking down a walker? You know what I mean? And to get that opportunity is so much fun. And it's just like, or driving it's one. nonstop. Or driving one, yes. I mean, it's just nonstop crazy. And it's really intense. I mean, 
sometimes you don't even know what to do because you're getting shot by the Imperial Walker out of nowhere. Um, plus, there's heroes in there. Um, so there's there's a lot of different... I guess it's just almost like every game mode of the game kind of mashed in together. Uh, or aspect of the game, I shouldn't say game mode, but aspect of the game mashed in there together to, to really create this great, uh, great mode. Yep. Yeah, so Walker Assault, tons of fun. Um, Fighter Squadron. Uh, this one is basically like doing Rogue Squadron. I mean, you're going around with ships, um, depending on what side you are, who you have to take out. Whoever takes out the most amount of ships, the team, uh, wins. Exactly. Um, it feels just like Rogue Squadron, like you said. Um, I like it. I like. Um, I like. I think the controls are very, very tight. Um, it's it. It's not easy to take out ships. Like you have to get no. good at it, and you have to be able to. And it's cool when you get. You have the ability to um, evade missiles that do get locked onto you. So they do give you the chance to kind of do some fancy flying and uh, get away from get away from people who are trying to kill you. There's also uh, bots in the game, uh, AI bots, so you can either kill them or you can kill actual players. Of course, it's a lot easier to kill the bots than it is players. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. But like we said, it's still only planetary battles, so this is one way that they could expand into space with this, with this mode without even having to worry about um, any kind of ground battles or sticking to the planets if they wanted to. Well, we know that they're already working on a uh, Battlefront 2. So, mm. I mean, Battlefront 2, you would imagine, is the same thing. Just different levels. Um, you know, hopefully they add a, a slide mode. Um, that would be really cool. Hopefully they add the ability to lower yourself, all the, like crouch all the way down. Crawl. lay in your stomach. Yeah, crawl. That's what I was going to say. I got to ask this question, though. In this day and age, what's the point of making Battlefront 2? When you can do DLC on top of everything? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean... You could do an update. Because of what I'm saying. is like, you would... Yes, I believe you could patch it. I don't know what it goes into programming, but adding those little configurations and then adding a story mode that would be battlefront 2 i get yeah i mean i, I guess you're right it. because um you would probably need a lot more than just just dlcing the heck out of it um they make their money with this game and they're able to give us give the fans what they really want with the second one i guess yeah yep exactly uh next mode uh supremacy that's basically death match go around choose many people as you can it's like a hundred people. <laughs> yeah. It's it's long. Um that's really it. And it's an all uh what am I trying to say? One man for themselves. You know what I mean? That's it. Uh it's okay. It's just long. I don't mind I it. I haven't played it yet. Uh cargo is capture the flag. Um you're gonna go around, you're gonna grab a it's usually like a little like um, controller or something like that, and then you have to go and take it to another area that's like on your side. Um, that's all. You know, it's fine uh, if you like capture the flag, which I actually really do in first player shooters. So I had a lot of fun with this mode. Um, 
very fast paced. Most of the games in this, most of the modes in this whole game are very fast paced. <laughs> Everything seems to be going on all the time. Cool. Haven't played it yet. Uh, Droid Run is capture the flag, except for this time you're capturing droids who are moving. So they're in different areas and they're constantly kind of running around. Um, so you have to get them. Uh, yet again, fun. Just a slightly different variation of capture the flag. I have played that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, get game. I know. No, I don't. I'm, I'm saving, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let this game get old on me too fast. So um, I did like Droid Run. It's it's actually it's actually really intense too because it it takes a lot of concentration and protecting and um it's a really cool concept because the droids are funny because they move around <laughs> yeah those little gonk droids are are hilarious so oh I completely uh, completely agree um all right blast blast is, all the time <laughs> yeah blast is the other in our opinion, best mode other than Walker Assault. Um, Blast is Team Deathmatch. So you're doing the same thing as you did before in like Supremacy, except for this time you're, as part of a team, racking up points for the overall team. That's it. But it's, it's nice. I mean, I think that one is 10 on 10. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Supremacy maybe 20 on 20. Um, Walker Assault, I believe, is 20 and 20 because that game is just freaking huge. Um, which is like astounding, you know what I mean? I remember playing SOCOM, uh, for PlayStation, maybe PlayStation 2, and like you had like you know a huge battle, which is like 16 and there's 16 people total, and now we're doing 40 people with that kind of graphics with no load time. Like when you spawn, you spawn instantly. Like there's a, maybe four seconds between between the time you die and when you can come back. It's like incredible. <coughs> so ton of fun there. Ton of fun. Um, so drop zone. Uh, this one is kind of cool. Um, you can do this in the single player too, kind of where pod comes down. You have to keep that pod, uh, I guess captured for a little bit of time. And once you do that, then it starts generating power ups and then those power ups are worth like bigger weapons that you can use against the enemy. Yep. Which is fun. Um, so heroes versus villains. So you get to play as what are the heroes? What are the villains, Chris? The villains like Boba Fett, the emperor, Darth Vader. And then you have Luke, Leia, and Han as your heroes. And um, the cool thing about this one is that you get to be a hero or villain every single time. Um, Well, sorry. So you get to essentially play as one of those different characters at least once in a round. So what happens is you are a hero or you're part of like the rebels and then you're going to hunt the other team um, and fight them. But you will always guarantee that you're going to turn into one of those characters within the round. So 
That one's the best one if you haven't played is one of the heroes or villains to try it out. Cool. <coughs> yeah, then there's um then there's Hero Hunt, which um basically it's everybody versus the hero or the villain or whatever. Um so the one person starts, uh you find the hero guy and then you become him and then everybody has to kill that person, and then whoever fires the killing shot becomes the hero, and then everybody hunts them down, and whoever's the hero for the longest time wins. Um, that's an awesome mode. It's it's really intense. Uh, it is it is difficult to, to take out the villains and heroes, so you have to be very strategic, um, and you have to be a g- very good as a hero um, in order to survive the longest. Yeah, I would say um, that one is a lot of fun. It just takes a little while to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then you have the training missions. Yeah, the tra- uh, let's see here. Oh, go. The tra- I mean, the training missions are are pretty basic. I mean, they teach you how to fly. Um, there is the one where they tr- teach you how to ride the speeder bike, which is probably one of the hardest oh, things ever. Gosh. Um, but also though, there's um the wave battle, so you can do it by yourself. You can do it as a co-op with a friend. Um, and you can do it at different levels of uh, difficulty, and those are those are a lot of fun. Um, if you just want kind of like a casual hangout with a friend and just take on the bad guys, um, so that that that's a nice little option besides like full on multiplayer. And you can play that one um, if you have two controllers. You can play split screen in your house. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to be online to play that one. Yep, my wife and I played it. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and then also within the training mode, you have battles, um, which is again, first to a hundred wins. You can do that with regular people or you can also do it with heroes, which is fine. I find that playing that by myself though is way too long to get to a hundred. Yeah. You might as well just play online. That would be another thing that I would say if they could tweak is to actually set up the modes, like change the time, change it to like one shot kills. I believe you can pick the location you want to go to, but I think that like if you're hosting, um, you know, a level that you get to do like a little bit of that, that tweakle tweaking and either do that in a patch or if they add it battlefront two, I would try that. Well, for most of the game modes, you can pick which map you want to play on anyhow, right? <coughs> That's what I, I I noticed that the other day. Yeah, the map's fine, but, like, some of those levels, like, does it really need to be 10 minutes long or 15 minutes long? You know right. what I mean? Like, lower down the time. Gotcha. I think that that should be an option for you. Um, so out of the modes, what is your favorite one? Uh, I love Blast. I love it because it's just, I like team deathmatch. It gives you a chance to kind of collaborate with other your friends or people you meet online and, or, you know, run around by yourself and do whatever you want. But um, in the end, it's, 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 it's a little bit more fun than just every man for himself because there's a little more strategy to it. Uh, you can rely on your team for things. Um, and that's, I just, I like it a lot because it's a little bit smaller. Uh, there's not as much stuff going around just randomly killing you. So yeah. it, just, it just gives you a chance to kind of just build your skills and, and have a little bit more fun with the game. 
Yeah, I think that that one would be um, that would be my favorite too. I love Walker Assault. I mm-hmm. really, really do. Blast is probably the easiest one to get in and get out, and you know, run around, get your sharp sc- shooting skills up. You know what I mean? Like learn um, where people are going to show up, where you're going to be able to find power ups. So, I, I think Blast is probably overall the best one. Um. No, right. I agree with I agree with you on the Walker Assault. Walker Assault is is just so much fun, and it's such a cool objective. But at the same time, like I said, you're just getting randomly shot a lot of the time too, because there's so much going oh, on. Wow. You just you oh, just yeah. can't really concentrate on anything. What are you thinking about um, your favorite hero or villain? Uh, I you know what the funny thing is is that I really don't become a hero or villain that often. I don't find I don't find those. I don't I don't know where to look. Uh, so I'm I'm really stuck playing as my guy most of the time. But when I have played as them, um, I like anybody with force powers is really cool. Um, having a lightsaber yeah. has been fun. But um, at the same time. The people with the blasters are badass because it's like one shot kills most of the time. So it's it's right. it's really um, it's hard for me to say, but um, I would say Darth Vader because I love force choking people, uh, lifting them above the ground and and then killing them. Um, the Emperor does that crazy like spin attack that he does in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I wish he had a lightsaber, but I guess force lightning is pretty cool too. Yeah, he's he's my least favorite. Um... Because that spin attack, I feel like I don't use it enough. Um, and like the lightning, there's the one where you can direct it, but the regular attack one, like you have to get in really close, which I don't like. So I actually think Boba Fett is the best one overall because you can evade someone easy, you can rocket launch them for a while away, and then if you happen to be up close, you can set them on fire. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. And he has his blaster is very good, anyways, for killing people. Yeah, actually, I was using his blaster a lot in like uh, wave battles and stuff. So I love his blaster; it's awesome. Yeah, he's good. All right, um, what are you thinking about the unlockables? Because there is a ton of them. The way the game is structured is 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 really cool um, because they. They, they give you a reason to use the different guns to get different achievements. Um, and that I think that's cool because, like, you can switch back and forth and just kind of, like, master each one. But it, it gives you just, like, a more of a... Like, instead of just always playing with the same gun, you get more of a... Like, kind of, like, just more of experience um, in the whole game. Like, from the Stormtrooper Blaster to, like, down, up to, like, the Jawa gun. And there's just so many different ones that have different abilities... Um, that I, I just think that that's a neat way to uh, just make the game fresh every time. In terms of like characters, um, the Imperials are kind of boring. I, I it's kind of annoying actually when when people don't have a helmet on their stormtrooper because it, it it's kind of like you get kind of, con- no. you get kind of distracted. <laughs> you don't you don't yeah. get trooper. So I, I guess that's kind of a plus since they wear white, um, but. I just I if I was a stormtrooper I wouldn't run around without my helmet on. The, the helmets are awesome. Um but then again maybe that's why they can't shoot straight. Um right. the, star, the star cards are a great um a great thing about this game. 
they 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 take it beyond just that regular first person shooter, um, giving you the ability to either carry a secondary weapon or an explosive, um, or have like you know like a, a power enhancing card. So the ability to have like different hands to play um, kind of gives you kind of just different different options and kind of like limitless uh, options as well in the game. Have and you done any of the diorama stuff? I've gotten the stormtrooper. Yeah, that, that's all I've gotten. I mean, I collect Star Wars toys. These these things don't mean shit to me. So whatever. I don't even know what they do. They do something special. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the unlocks are like master everything and get all the stars. Like, and they think you get like the emperor. Oh. Um, if you get all of them, I'm sure that there's something. Maybe. Yeah, I know one of the guys. Right. Like, we saw Shadow Trooper yesterday. Um, it's a skin, and you get it at level 50. <clears throat> That's another thing I'm going to say. Like, being a rebel is cool, but then you have to get up to the higher re- like levels in order to be the alien species. So it it gives you something to work towards. Right. Exactly. Um, I can be a tree so, eventually at level fifty. Exactly. Uh, I might as, we might as well say like going it in kind of conjunction with the unlockables and what you can achieve. They came out with a game, um, a Battlefront mobile game, at the same time. Um, not only is it a companion to your stats um, with the with the game that you're playing, but it's also a turn-based strategy game at the same time. And you can earn credits in the strategy game that you can use with your console game and vice versa, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it just it just gives you something to do at work while you're waiting to go home to play Battlefront. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've earned more points, though. Like, It's faster to earn 250 points on the mobile game than it is, like, you know, the 10 or 15-minute match that it takes you to get it. Depending on how good you are, I'm not that good, um, on the the council. Me neither. But, I mean, I do want to play... I need you to show me how to play this game, or at least explain it to me a little bit better, because I haven't really tried it. Yeah, I had to actually look it up because I was losing nonstop and I was this. And then once I figured it out, I got pretty good. But same thing um, as is most of these games that are free to play is uh, I really need to get to a point where I need to spend some credits in order to get better. Because you use the same type of unlockables, actually. Um, but a little bit more because you can get like heroes and stuff that you can buy for the mobile game, but they all cost credits. And I think the only way you can get credits is either get better at the mobile game or get better at the console game and keep playing and keep adding them up and then use them, uh, use them on the mobile game. So it's a little, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, so no, it's a cool opportunity though. Um, and it's 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 nice to see that um, that EA did that in order to you know just kind of drive not only like <coughs> drive drive your want to play the game more, but you know earn more things in the game. So uh, 
it's nice to have like a reward system that you could you don't have to always be on your PS4 to to get those rewards. Exactly. So now that we've played it and we'll get to our rating in a minute, has this made your anticipation for Star Wars more uh now that we know more about it and now that we've been actually playing a game that is within canon at this point? I'm going to say talk to me after uh, Tuesday when we play Jakku. Okay. Uh, okay. Because that, I mean, really, it's, I mean, I'm in like full Star Wars mode anyhow right now. So this is just, it's just carrying me along to this movie comes out. Um, it's, I mean, it was enough, it was, it was enough to make me buy a PS4. I, I love that the fact right. that they did this Darth Vader PS4. I, I have it now. I have the awesome Star Wars controller. And people out there who just say it's just a sticker, go fuck yourself. It is not just a sticker. Like the, Just the way they did it is beautiful on, on the console. So I will never regret buying this game. Um, but, you know, it's just it just adds on to uh, my fandom. Um, I love that it I love that Battlefront has given me a new appreciation for a first person shooter. Uh, and it, actually, it's probably helping me become even better at them. Because I'm knee deep in the Star Wars universe, just shooting up rebels and Imperials. Exactly. Um, they had mentioned on Jedi Alliance that this is probably the best uh, movie to video game adaptation ever. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, it's <coughs> clearly you feel like you're in the middle of the Star Wars battles and you're, you're, you're doing something for the Alliance of the Imperials. You know, I really like, it's intense. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, as we've mentioned from the beginning and you're just crashing things everywhere. Um, this is star Wars. You know what I mean? You're in star Wars. You feel like you're in star Wars. It's, uh, it's amazing. The sound is star Wars, the graphics, the characters, no other game I've ever played has made me feel more connected to the movie than this game. That's a good way to put it. All right. Overall, what's your score on the game then? Uh, I gave it a nine out of 10. Um, okay. What's it get a point off for? I can't really give anything a perfect score. I would say <laughs> I'm only going to, I'm going to give it one point off for not having a story mode. And that's, that's all I can really say. I'm not going to kill it for that. I would love to have even like a 20 hour story mode where you can walk through and help the rebels or help the Imperials do whatever you need to do. But you know what? Even, even at, even at its worst, um, this, there's nothing like better than this game right now. I'm going to say nine out of 10. Um, I don't care about the story mode, but I would have liked to slide. I would have liked to change the maps. I would have liked to uh, lay down on the ground. Like, things that are, like, kind of, you know, in every game at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, especially Battlefield. And, like, to not add those things into, you know, that we're used to from DICE. Like, that's it. But it's Star Wars. And therefore, it's nine out of ten because if you are a Star Wars fan, you know you and I've both played Super Star Wars, and we've played fucking 
uh, pod racers and, you know, the Knights of the Shock T or whatever that stupid game is. I can't remember what it was. Remember that fighting game for the PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that might be that might that might be worse than Empire Strikes Back for Atari. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we played every single Star Wars game, and you know, I've always liked to play Trench Run. I've always liked to play the Battle of Hoth, and this one probably feels the most like um, you know, and it's it's probably the graphics. It's probably that it's 2015, and they can actually do all those things, but. It's uh, it's the best Star Wars game ever made. <coughs> All right, cool. Any last thoughts on uh, on Battlefront then? Well, before before you do say it's the best, I mean you you've never played Knights of the Republic, so I I do suggest you. Is it is it better than Knights of the Old Republic or no? It's different. I mean, I can't you can't compare apples and oranges. So all right, it's just it's just as good. On on a video game scale, uh, as a first person shooter, yes. Um, just as Knights of the Republic is is one of the best role playing games I've ever played in my life. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, EA. Thank you, Dice. You you delivered a great a great game that I'm willing to shell out another fifty dollars for a season's pass. That's exactly, that's true. All right, well. Um... We're recording this on Sundays, uh, every Sunday on Don't Forget to Tell, our website. We do Star Wars Sundays. All the articles, unless it's something crazy happens, all the articles are devoted to Star Wars. So check us out there. Um, also, you are listening to us most likely on Stitcher or iTunes. If it happens to be iTunes, if you can rate and review us, give us some stars, tell us what you think. Um, and if you want to get really intimate, you can email us at Don't Forget to Tell one at gmail.com for show ideas or you just want to yell about Star Wars as well. Uh, What other social media can they find us on, Chris? Uh, We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, On Instagram and Twitter, it's at D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. You can hashtag your pictures, your geekly pictures if you want, uh, at hashtag D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. Please tag them. We want to see what you guys are posting. Uh, we'd like to interact with you. Uh, we love we love give, you know talking to our any of our uh, readers or people taking a look at our Instagram. Um, so yeah, yeah, thanks for checking out the site. I know one of you guys did today. Sorry, I can't shout out give you a full shout out, but um, thank you. Uh, we're also we're on Facebook. Don't forget to tell one. Uh, we've you know. You can link to the site from there. Uh, we do special postings, uh, pictures, Instagram and the Facebook are linked, um, and contests and stuff. So keep your eyes peeled for uh, all that kind of cool stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we also do have a donation page set up on the uh, main page. Don't forget to tell. Um, we use it toasting fees, kicking it back for our better equipment. Making sure uh, the show remains kick-ass for all things weekly for you, our Towelites, who are listening to us. And thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is Casey saying, if you have not gone and got Battlefront, um, you probably just listened to this episode and it just ruined everything for you, but you should go get it. 
you know, or, you know, even better is that you listen to this episode and you want to go out and buy it immediately. Uh, so this is Chris saying, may the force be with you.